Elsie had the best quote, uh, best thing that she said yesterday when I was playing it. She's like, RimWorld has literally turned into Emkel yelling at his friends for like three hours because I'll be, God damn it, Tiny, build that wall. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Shenantics Podcast, episode 67, or that's what the episode M-Call told me it was. What's going on? Hope you're having a good day. M-Call, how are you today? I am good, too. Are we going to speak the entire thing in this, like, broken cadence? What are you talking about? So, I, I have to get something off my chest. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. Just take it off. Whatever. What it is. What. What is it? All right. I'm good. Now we can start good. the podcast. Thank God. Now we can start the podcast. Yeah. No. But as as benevolent dictator, I I just have to say that <laughs> I have heard from a number of people like Soraya, my friend Ellen, uh-huh. that that claim that they know how to pronounce Seychelles. And they said that we were saying it wrong. And I and I truly believe that they didn't hear about this country until it was on our podcast. I think Guys, they're all I just, liars. I, I think I think I think that me and M. Cole brought Seychelles into the know. I mean yes. this country didn't exist before our podcast really put it out there into the world. It's true. So we, yeah. I mean, we should be getting like some sort of, you know, letter from them. Saying, hey, thanks for the tourism boost, you know, or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, do we get a cut of the GDP increase by all the people that now go to Seychelles because of us? I think that's a good deal. You're a lawyer. You can write that up. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, international law is not my forte, but I think I, I think I can I can wing it. You know, we, we can put a tax angle on it, you know? Yeah, of course. Of course. We're exactly. taxing Seychelles yeah. for the promotion that we're putting, That you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I think I think that'll be perfect. Okay, yeah, good. Perfect. So, wow, all right, well, I can't wait. Yeah, that. we got got that off my chest. Just want to say, <laughs> no one knew about this this place, this wonderful, beautiful country, until we brought it to the know. And anyone that claims otherwise is a liar. Is um, a filthy liar. A filthy liar. The filthiest of the liars. They um, a shower or a bath. Exactly. So, and then, so since we're on like a like historical trip down previous podcast episodes um one other thing i need to bring up is i sent you an article earlier this week from the verge um regarding movie pass and movie pass auditor has doubts about the company's business model after significant losses um yeah and so they came in and so they had an auditor audit the company and they the auditor said it has substantial doubt about the company's ability to remain in business, <laughs> which, which is kind of what we were getting to last time. Like, it's just not sustainable to sell a pass that's equal to one to two movies a month that you're then turning around paying full price for those movies. Right. Like, so if someone yes. sees three, you're already at a loss. Um so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what they do going forward. I mean, that's why I, I really do think that this this app is gonna become the like a marketing tool. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they're kind of gonna be pushing here with advertisements and you know promotional things. Mm-hmm. Uh, will that be able to like you know actually make them profitable? I don't know mm-hmm. because like you would need to make a lot of money on that kind of stuff, but. Um, you know, I, I don't know. A lot of these companies kind of take that same, you know, these startups, quote unquote, 
are yeah. all kind of like, hey, we're going to work for free and work on investors' money for years and then eventually get paid. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. kind of like no, a Facebook true. model or a, or a, what's another one? I don't know. Snapchat, you know, Spotify. Snapchats. Yeah, yeah. Snapchat's actually a really good example. Yeah, but you know, my one of my favorite things about the Snapchat not making money is when they went public, they had their IPO, and you have to do all your disclosures and stuff like that um, with financials and everything. And there was literally a line in their disclosures for when they're about to go public and ask people to buy their equity, saying that we don't anticipate ever being able to make money. And you're like, yeah great you uh you're like saying hey buy shares of this company that does never does not ever anticipate to be profitable (laughs) it isn't actually it's an interesting um that's just fascinating to me (laughs) like what what is the business at that point like what are you in the business of yeah i don't know is that you think that's a pr stunt though because that could be a beautiful pr stunt i think part of it was a pr stunt but i think also part because like it did then does drum up some like like a little bit of like more attention um but i think the second thing is maybe it could just be covering their butts like you know that way if when they don't make money or if something else happens they'd be like look we told you this like you guys can be all upset that we're not making money but we literally said in our disclosures that this is what the plan is yeah um, and then yeah. they do make money oh great like uh so i don't know it'll be it's yeah it's just it's kind of half liability half like Hey, if we do make money, then we went above and beyond our promise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Setting expectations very low. <laughs> like, yeah, just... you know, and especially I, I would assume that once Instagram stories came out, that really mm-hmm. took a huge hit on their quote unquote business. Yeah. So they must have, you know, they must be paying people from investors then, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, they have to. I mean, I mean, now that they have the IPO, they brought in a huge influx of cash from the equity sales, um, and so they got some more money there, and they al- allowed investors to get out if they wanted to. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, they have it there, but I don't know. I don't know. It's just interesting. I mean, even like, even if I remember correctly, even when Spotify went public, like their financials aren't in great shape either. Like, I feel like if I remember correctly, they're also still losing money. And oh, I'm sure. Yeah. They're like one of the premier music services i mean the premier music service um in the world most people stream on spotify compared to a any other platform and b purchasing music in any other way via cds vinyl or uh digital downloads so it's just kind of interesting that the market leader isn't just raking in cash well i think this is um i mean this is the interesting about spotify is that they i feel like they don't really actually focus on the money as being their most important thing like their revenue Mm -hmm. it's more about user base Mm -hmm. who's using it how many people are using it so if there was a deal on the table that was like hey we could buy this exclusive album to only have it on spotify right Mm -hmm. um but we'll lose money on Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. but we'll get those exclusive rights and more people will come and listen to it on our platform then they would take the deal because yeah. they're, it's always just about general growth and figuring out revenue streams later, I, I would assume, in some yeah. way. Uh, plus, if they're free people, then it's like, oh, we serve them ads. And if it's paid people, then they're paying them anyway to, to listen to it. Yeah, but, um, no, I agree. One yeah, thing... I don't know. I, I actually had Spotify. Did I talk about this on a podcast where I said I had po- Spotify for free for like two years? Wait, what? Did I never talk about that? No, I don't think you ever told us about that. We, even had, a, we had a whole yeah. Spotify episode, too. <laughs> 
I think I didn't bring it up because I was scared they would find out. But <laughs> it's, it's by lift just... pass all over again. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is honestly. So yeah, I had Spotify for free for a couple of years, like premium, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, they didn't notice, <laughs> and I didn't tell them. So oh my God, I love that. what happened was when I studied abroad, mm-hmm. um, I had to get a phone plan, you know, for my cell phone. Yeah, and Vodafone which by the way is a shitty company you should never get their services but they had free like 30 days or something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of Spotify when you sign up with okay. Vodafone yeah so I was like oh shit okay I'm just going to do that so I did that and I had premium and you know I kept re-upping my phone plan every like month or, or month cuz I would run out of data and stuff and like mm-hmm. you know keep going and you know, it, it was, it was like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get like the, the Spotify and stuff. That's cool. And then I came back home, and I still had Spotify Premium, and I was like, well, that's weird because <laughs> the way they did it was you had to link your account or something yeah. okay. to Vodafone, I think, because they had to confirm. So it was like okay, well, that's weird. And Vodafone's already a very unorganized company, and like mm-hmm. they don't know what the fuck is going on. So I was like, okay, maybe Vodafone just like forgot that I'm not a subscriber to them anymore. So a couple months go by, and I'm home, and there's still I still have Spotify Premium. Yes, I okay. Love this. Then two years go by, <laughs> and I still have Spotify Premium. Oh my god! So finally, it gets to the point. Like, I guess I was still at my old job, and one day I got an email mm-hmm. that was like, "Hey, um, your Spotify premium is done," and I'm like, "What? <laughs> no, two years, man. We were no. going full force. <laughs> yes. yeah. It's like a breakup of a long-term relationship. Oh, You're like, man. oh, it's going so good. Like, I no, I promise I'll change. I'll be better. <laughs> like, well, if you were in an unhealthy it. relationship where it was like, how long can I get away with this yeah. without breaking it up? <laughs> then that would be what me and Spotify had. Yes. <laughs> you know, like a oh, very, very terrible God. relationship. So <laughs> I was like, I was so sad about it, and I ended up finally like starting to pay for for Spotify. But yeah. now. Spotify has like the best deal in the world if you uh, are in school. Oh yeah. Do you know about this deal or no? Uh-uh. Tell me about it. This is the best deal ever. Okay. Mm-hmm. Spotify and Hulu team up. Oh, I think I heard about this, but yeah, go on. <laughs> Five dollars a month. That is crazy. You get Spotify and a Hulu subscription. That is all. Oh my god! I wish that freaking thing existed when I was. You should in go back to school. Take I out should. some loans. Go back to I school should. just to get that deal. Yeah, right. <laughs> totally worth it. Just to rack up some student loan debt and go back to school. Well, you want to go get your month. MD, right? So yeah, I could do that. I don't. I'm not good with body like internals. Like they they kind of squeeze. <laughs> I get all weird. And, <laughs> yeah, I'm not good with body internals. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about my uh, my my thing with blood? No, you have a thing with blood. Uh, apparently, yeah, apparently I do. Um, I don't oh, mind man. like the sight of blood at all. Um, okay. Like it, it's fine, whatever. I mean, the idea that there's things inside my body is weird, like organs. Um, I don't like that, but like blood's fine. But I do not like the blood being taken out of my body. Um, and okay. I like instantly faint when it happens and so the first time this ever the first time this ever happened was i i was younger i was probably like 
15 or 16 um and they they were taking blood but it was like they pricked my finger for it so it was probably like a glucose test or something like that um and so they prick my finger a little bit of blood comes out and i instantly faint like just i'm just like leg of this chair like i wake up like you know probably like 30 seconds later or whatever and the nurse i was like dude that was like oh okay so now we know that so fast forward like like maybe like five or six years later and i had to get blood taken for some test and the nurse i was taking the blood i was like i really you got to put me in a place that because i'm going to guarantee you that i'm going to faint um if you do this she's like no it's fine it's not that bad we're just gonna take a little bit of blood i was like trust me i was like you are like much smaller than i am so unless you think you can catch me and hold me up like really like lay me down on the table and so she yeah. yeah exactly so she like rolled her eyes she's like fine uh, she takes the blood and I instantly faint and when I come back to she's like oh thank god because there's no way I would have been able to catch you if you like, fell trust me I know <laughs> exactly. what's gonna happen right like exactly so um yeah so I can't do that and I can't give blood like it's just awful like I'm feeling queasy just thinking about it um but yeah I can't me just the the idea of like blood exiting my body it, like gives me like weird like you know nausea yeah so oh god well don't faint on the podcast please i won't i mean dodger's here he can catch me and make sure i'm fine oh oh uh, well falling on your do- okay um <laughs> <laughs> we'll just die we'll be fine we'll, we'll leave be that fine. there we'll leave that there um, <laughs> the best way to stop thinking about the blood is to move on past the blood conversation <laughs> yes that sounds like a good idea actually sounds like a great um, idea so, M. So, yep. what have you been playing recently? What what kind of games have you been doing? Because I know you've been you've been kind of playing Overwatch, but you've been moving on to RimWorld again. That's true. So Talk now to that, me about that well, so now that my busy season ended, um, I have a little bit more free time on the weekends and stuff like that. Um, I've been playing Overwatch because I need to get my placements done so I can get my spray for the current competitive season because that ends in a few days. And I have a weird, like, collector's mentality about shit like that. Um, so I've been doing that, but I've been playing RimWorld again for the past few weeks um, on stream. And it's like it's got its hooks in me deep so much so that i've been having dreams about it and about things going wrong with my colony and like what like is happening and it's it's crazy it's a uh, oh man it's been awesome i freaking love this game skanky i love the game when i played it back in the day it's like it's it's i would say it's probably one of the foundational games of like my video game experience um wow it's, it's a great game for those guys that have never played RimWorld, it's a like top down almost feels like real-time strategy type controlling type thing um but you build up a base with various materials um you have different like production benches that you have to do to like make food and make other materials and stuff like that um and then you have various colonists that you control and then you get new ones throughout the game like if someone gets kidnapped or if you kidnap someone or someone randomly gets like falls from space in your area and you nurse them back to health um and so you want to kind of grow that population because also the population decreases through various things like illness if someone gets an infection that wasn't treated they'll die um or if like you'll have like one of the greatest things about the game is that they kind of have like this this system that 
introduces chaos into your world um, through various things. And so, like, where it'll be is, like, maybe there's, like, a lightning storm that starts fires, and then the fires spread. Or there's, like, alpha beavers that come, and they eat all the trees, and so you have to kill all the alpha beavers in order so that you still have wood to keep creating things that you need to create. Um, but it also happens on the individual character level. Like, if their needs aren't kept up, like, um, like food sleep um general happiness and stuff like that then they're going to go and have like mental breakdowns and so you can have where someone in your colony is going to have a mental breakdown and maybe they might attack other people in your colony or they might just verbally abuse other people in your colony or things like that um so it's got like just this thing that just keeps making it interesting but the second thing that i really like is that the various people that join have their own traits and qualities themselves like are they lazy meaning they don't do a lot of work do they move slowly um are they dumb and incapable of intellectual work meaning they can't do research or are they stubborn and they won't do um dumb labor like they won't just carry items around so as like all these different things that make it interesting and then if you like if you name them after people you know, like I do, um, it's uh, you can kind of build up the story, and which is why I feel like I'm having dreams about it because you can kind of build up the story of how things are. So, like, if I name two people like Hellrider and Socks, and all of a sudden, like, Hellrider keeps flirting with Socks, it's just this exciting thing. You're like, oh my god, look at that! And they're like, oh my god, they love each other. We're gonna get them a special bed for their bedroom, we're gonna move them in. Like, it's just this fun different like exciting thing and i so love this game um it, like i said it really it really has it has its hooks in me it's it's a really really freaking good time but uh wow. but yes yeah, okay. so i play i've never got anywhere near the end of the game my colonies have always died off or i've moved on to other games and so my goal right now is i want to try and get to the end stages of the game where it's the idea is you want to get off this planet and the, um so the end stage is you either build a ship like by getting your research advanced enough that you can build all the items to build the ship or you build a caravan that goes somewhere out in the world that a ship is, which has its own other set of difficulties. But, um, but no, it's a, such a fantastic game. There's a ship. There is, there is a ship. What? I mean, that's how you start out though, actually, because the reason why you're on the planet is that your ship broke up and you guys oh. entered escape pods and then you landed on the planet. So that's how you ended up wherever it is you, you're, you are. See, I have no idea. I've never played it. Oh, you should try it out. I think it would work. It would mesh really well with your the way you stream in the sense of, and the reason why I say this is because like, I feel like you've been playing The Sims recently, and I feel like The Sims work really well when you and I stream it because we can kind of create stories and create drama among what's happening in that game, um, uh -huh. The Sims, and I feel like the same thing happens with RimWorld. Is that you can kind of do a similar thing? Oh, I mean, hell, you have freaking amazing things that you have. Somewhere, one of my favorite traits or qualities is in someone is they have a nudist quality, meaning they're unhappy when they're wearing clothing, and so it's just so great that you name this character in the game after someone Hellrider and the Hellrider's a nudist and doesn't want to put clothes on and he's like god damn it Hellrider he's like out there freezing to death in the cold because he refused to wear a parka and you're just god like damn it Hellrider exactly Elsie had the best quote uh, best thing that she said yesterday when I was playing it she's like Rimworld has literally turned into M. Cole yelling at his friends for like three hours because I'll be god damn it Tiny build that wall <laughs> like Hellrider get over here help socks it's just like 
It's three hours of, of me bossing people around, being upset that they're not doing what I want them to do. So I kind of love that. It's it's great, but yeah, no, I really think I really think you should give it a try sometime. Whenever, but if All you're right. searching for a game, just just start it up and see how it goes. I'm so. always searching for a game. Always, always. always. So, um, speaking of games, uh-huh. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about this, but you what? posted on Twitter. Uh huh. An amazing video. Oh yes, 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 yes. One of the internet's favorite Italian men <laughs> is making a return. <laughs> Can we say that officially? I don't think so. Oh, we don't know he's making a return. No, no, no. Well, like the internet's favorite Italian man. Oh yeah, that's that's official. We got that. That's official. That's, on, okay. that's unlock. That's unlock. That's unlock. Okay, okay. <laughs> the part yeah. I was questioning is whether or not he's even coming back. <laughs> like, no, well, just... yes. Okay. <laughs> Tommy is Tommy Salami is making a return. Yes, he is yes. coming back. All and right. you should go watch the video on Twitter if you haven't already. Yeah, there'll but, be a link in the show yeah. notes. You know, I I liked the the you know I added a little bit of flair in there because mm-hmm. the the video is really a a throwback. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a prequel to Tommy. Oh really? So, well, yeah. At the beginning, it takes place in two thousand and one. Oh, I did see that. Yes, yes. So now I remember. this is not modern day Tommy. So oh. some people are still up in the air. Calm. That Tommy Salami is still dead. Oh, I like this intrigue. Okay. But we don't know. We don't Very know. Cool. Um, you know, what's Very going on cool. with Tommy right now? So, when did you decide that you were gonna start doing the GTA Five role play and Tommy Salami character again? Um, well, it's been in the, it's been in the the thought process for a while. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about bringing Tommy back, and I know people want to see Tommy again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love Tommy, and. Uh, you know, it was more of a matter of I, I wanted to do something big, you know, yeah, when he yeah. came back and like uh, try to announce it. Mm-hmm. So it was more of a matter of like, hey, I have some time tonight and I'm going to try to make this promo video. Yeah. Um, and originally the promo video wasn't going to be like this thing where mm-hmm. it was like going to be this prequel about Tommy killing his first wife. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was uh, it ended up kind of being that whole thing uh, yeah so i kind of made that up on the fly but yeah i mean tommy tommy has been back in the works for a while now i've been really working on it mm-hmm. um getting him into a server mm-hmm. like a new server and stuff and yeah and all this all these things so yeah it's been it's been in like a couple months to be honest i've been working on tommy I- i'm excited now the video is so well done so like tip, <laughs> typical skanky fashion is just you got you got skills boy, um, <laughs> you got skills boy. You got Thank skills. You. I appreciate boy. it. It took like it took a while to make. That's what I was gonna ask. How long did it take you to put that video together? Uh, it took me probably four five hours to make okay, that video. Okay, cool, nice. And I I made that all in um, GTA directors. So there's two modes in GTA. There's a directors mode, mm-hmm. and there's a um. There's a rock star editor. Okay. So I filmed everything in the director's mode, mm-hmm. and then I switched to rock star editor, and you can select the clips that you record, and then you can do a free camera and kind of pan and move and do anything you want in, in there. Oh, my God. And that's then, awesome. Uh, yeah, I just recorded it all on like OBS, and then- um, That is yeah. so cool. 
Yeah, it was kind of cool, actually. I never used it before. So I, it was also like an hour of me trying to figure out how it works. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. I had to download mods so that I could <laughs> get the Tommy skin. Oh, okay, it, it yeah, was yeah. it was a lot. It was an yeah. hour and a half, maybe, of like just figuring out how it works. Totally worth it from my side. Totally worth, yeah. Oh, good. Oh yeah, good. totally. When I saw that, when I saw the video in my in my feed, like I think I I instantly sent you a message. I was I was like, <laughs> this is like so smooth. It was great. It was it was it was like next level shit. Like the funny thing is, is like you put together awesome crap like this, and I just like hop by. I'm like, hey, let's go stream and laugh at people in Rim World. And Skanky's over here like creating yeah. actual like art. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like happy that Hellrider doesn't want to wear a parka, and you're like, let's develop an intricate storyline for Tommy Slobby over four months. <laughs> like, well, yeah, okay, uh, okay. I mean, with RP though, RP I feel like is very artistic. You yes, have to be pretty yes. pretty artsy and fartsy with 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 RP. But yeah. you're 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 making art every time you're streaming. Oh, I agree. I agree. So, I mean, you know, it's it's all different. It's all, it you know, yeah. It's all the same. Sometimes I feel the same way like with you. Like I see these people doing these crazy cool things and I'm like, "Fuck, what am I doing?" Like, <laughs> <Right>. you know. <laughs> exactly. But um Yeah. No, it's cool out there. It's Yeah, stuff. I mean, it it's it's fun. Mm -hmm. I'm I still haven't really thought about everything else I'm gonna do with Tommy yet. Mm -hmm. Like I have all the f initial plans, but you know, I thought the promo thing was kind of cool, so I thought I'd post it. <laughs> yeah, no, that was really cool. That was really cool. Um, one thing I think is interesting is, like, as we look at like the way the video game industry kind of evolves and moves over time, that we that we see more and more content creator tools. Um, developed like by the developers around the games um so like what we were talking about like what you were allowed to use like what was available for you to use um for gta 5 mm -hmm. to get the promo video um and then like even one of Fortnite's big uh big updates like was that, i think three weeks ago three or four weeks ago was their replay system um for like being able to export and get great clips out of the games that you play um, for YouTube just, thumbnails. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, so it's exactly, but no. It's just, it's it's kind of it's kind of cool to see uh, see things moving in that direction, um, and hopefully we see more and more because it it adds even more value on top of the properties and games that the develop developers are creating. In my opinion, I I agree. I love um, when people add these sort of theater directors modes. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember a lot of a lot of those times. Let's see, like um, was it Call of Duty Black Ops One? Mm -hmm. uh, came out with a theater mode, which was where you could like free cam, you could follow your gameplay that over like recorded and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was like amazing yeah. at the time because I never had to actually record everything. Like immediately, I could always just go back if I had a good game and record it. Mm -hmm. So that was like a lifesaver in many cases. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love when they do cool stuff like that, especially for something like GTA. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. it seems like a no brainer. Like people make fucking GTA movies. Yeah. With yeah, this no, stuff. exactly. It's crazy. So, that's like, so I think crazy. that's so cool. Yeah, no, it is. It is really cool. So, Rockstar, Rockstar does some really cool stuff sometimes. So, I have been having this conversation with people recently too, and I want to get your opinion on it mm -hmm. because, um, you know, I, I feel like you know GTA Five is such a successful game. Obviously, mm -hmm. it, it has like it's still sixty dollar price point, uh, yeah. and it came out like what six years ago or something yeah. ridiculous like that. Yeah. Um, and Sims Four is kind of like you know the same way. It's still like a really really popular game, 
Mm-hmm. But um, it's almost to the point now where these games are still making so much money that I feel like there's never going to be a GTA 6 or a Sims 5, you know? Because yeah, I, they're I, I so... They're so... They're making... Like, GTA, I feel like, makes millions every single day just based on people buying shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I can see it. I mean, I think the one thing that kind of, like, a counter-argument to that is Sims 3 was insanely popular and sold ton- like i mean they had tons of expansions and even when sims 4 first came out people would say no you should still play sims 3 because you have this much more content to get and what mm-hmm. they could have just done is kept doing expansion packs for sims 3 um and keep selling those things at how much a pop at like you know 15 25 a pop plus the base game and all that kind of stuff um but i feel like i feel like they probably have teams that are working in parallel right all right if we have someone working on gta 5 um just to at least keep doing bug fixes and stuff like that but have another team working on gta 6 because we eventually want to get out in front of this right we want to get out and like although gta 5 is making tons of money for us still like we can make even more money with gta 6 and then that can expand out for another six to ten years of people creating content based on gta 6 um so I, I, it they could just rest on the laurels. Plus, I think the second thing that really helps is the modding community around all these games. Like, extends the lifetime of the games like way further down the road than they ever should have been. I mean, like Fallout Four, like the amount of mods, Skyrim, the amount of mods, like all that kind of stuff. It's just it's that alone expands how much time, uh, how much lifetime uh, games have in them. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I do see that. I'm just, you know, I'm I'm thinking, you know. Yeah. It's like, you know, why why would they? especially now it's 6 years for GTA 5 too mm-hmm. or something like mm-hmm. that. I'm making up that number, but I'm assuming it's like super long time like that. Yeah. I mean, it's like uh damn. Yeah. I don't I don't know if we're ever going to see a GTA 6. I don't, know. I don't know. We never thought we were going to see another Red Dead Redemption. We have that one maybe around the corner someday because it hasn't it been delayed someday. like two or, two or three times now it's been delayed. It has. So. And I think, uh, what's that rumor that they're making a BR mode and that's why it's taking longer? Oh, really? I didn't know that. I didn't know that yeah. was a rumor. Yeah. I, I think that, that was some rumor happening. Did you see, see my that. tweet the other day? Mm-mm. About, um, so Call of Duty and Battlefield are now making BR modes? Ah, yes, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Call of Duty is replacing their campaign to make a BR mode. <sighs> what? Like... Beating a dead horse. Yes. I'm like uh, so over it now. <laughs> yeah. I'm so over uh, it. But the thing is, like, I thought I, I this is I, this is it's things like this that makes me feel like I don't know things and I'm out of touch with the kind of what's going on in the video game world. Because when Fortnite came out with their battle royale mode, um, I was like wow really that seems like a desperate move um like because your base game couldn't quite cut it it feels super h1z1 to me right the game starts mm-hmm. off as one way and then it's like oh my god we're dying and failing let's put in a B- uh, battle royale type thing and then try and breathe new life into it and so that's what i thought when it happened but fortnite's success and popularity is next level insane um and i base that on when other people outside of the Twitch and video game world start referencing and mentioning 
video games that I know. And so like I see tweets from someone and he was like talking about how his son is really into Fortnite and he's never really liked those types of games before. And I'm like, okay, this is even just bigger than looking at like, you know, what I see as Fortnite and it's blowing up on Twitch. Like it is kind of next level and it gets coverage in mainstream news sources. Like, yeah, I mean, like it's just, it's, well, it's yeah. crazy how big it is. Um, like that one is and so it's like i can be like all right come on you guys you, you're being a dead horse but like i thought the same thing with fortnite i'm like really like you're gonna do this and then it blows up even bigger than i could have imagined um yeah so. it's a little weird actually to be honest it is it is it's, I, it's like, crazy i like vr games more than anybody like i, I do enjoy them mm -hmm. but um you know i part of me understands the hype for fortnite and part of me doesn't understand it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I get like the I get, you know, it's free to play, mm -hmm. and that adds a lot to it. Um, but you know, I I don't know. I just I'm I'm kind of confused by it. Yeah, in in some way, and I don't really know exactly how to explain why I'm confused by it. Yeah. Um, and you know, we could see like how sometimes br games can die and h1z1 is a perfect example of that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um where i mean they're having their h1z1 pro league this weekend mm -hmm. um and it's streaming on facebook gaming <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's already a huge red flag yeah um, and i mean grace. all the content that i see for h1z1 now if like i see a streamer doing it it's all a hashtag ad i yeah. mean they're spending so much money trying to push this this br mode mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. but it will uh, i don't know i don't know i i guess i want something new you know we were going through that survival thing you know mm -hmm. for a long time survival zombie games yeah um and then we got into the brs and i'm just waiting to see what's next <laughs> no, no i completely agree with that um it it because eventually it does have to run its course in the sense that you're going to get a portion of the population that's going to be get burnt out and tired of br games and then you're also going to have an oversaturation in the market when all these different companies come in with their own br mode it almost starts to just kill all of them right because it's like that uh -huh. you only you have a set population that wants to play a battle royale game and now by having a number of contenders in the market you're spreading that population over maybe like five or six games where it used to be concentrated in two games and so it's it just kind of starts to kill all of them and then that kind of gives way for something else to kind of come forward and a new very new type of game um a new type of multiplayer to come in and try and you know grab people into that one uh yeah. so I think we'll probably see that in like the next two years. You're gonna see some random startup that, like, some smaller indie developer that has a great idea and that's just gonna take the entire gaming world by storm. So. I can't wait. Talking about that, you know, Stardew multiplayer. Come on, let's do this thing. Seriously, that's never next coming month. Up. Next no, month. it's not. No, it's that's not. what he's. That's what they said. Yeah, but I think they said next month like eight times already. I think it's official. Okay, I saw Chucklefish employees tweeting about playing multiplayer together. Yeah, I saw that like last year too. <laughs> like, I think I saw that fall 2017. They were talking about playing together. I'm Buzz Killington. 
just saying. Just saying, I'm like a spurned lover over here. Like, I can only get excited so many times before I'm like, I'm like, really, am I wasting my excitement? I, it's like, it's like freaking um, uh, Big Daddy. It's like the opening scene with the party, and they're like, we waste the good surprise on you. And it's like, it's like that's how it keeps going. It's like I'm like, happy birthday. Oh, I'm gonna. The new guy walks in, happy birthday. Whatever, dude, go on your way. I don't give a shit anymore. I know. I know. So, all right. I'm sorry to, to buzz kill it. No, it's it's true though. It's true. I've been waiting like a year and a half for this fucking thing. Yeah, it's been I mean, so long. Especially you too, because like, <laughs> no, no, but especially no, I'm saying me. no, but like, 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 I can bitch and complain about waiting, uh, like over a year for multiplayer, but it all like. I also have tons of single player Stardew Valley that I've never played and explored. Um, and like for you, someone that loves the game and has played tons and tons and tons of hours of the game, like insane amount of time in the game um, to it's like you want the update to come out because then it lets you go back and revisit the game in yeah. a new light. And so like, I can bitch and complain about something that hasn't come out yet, but it's like really like, like if it was me one-on-one with the developer, he could literally say to me and be like, really um have you done this this and this and i'm like no he's like well go play that and then maybe by the time you're done i'll have multiplayer ready for you and he would probably be right so yeah like, there's still a lot exactly so i have nothing to i have nothing to bitch and complain about if i want more stardew valley i can just actually just turn it on and have plenty more stardew valley well i mean he could so. he could concerned ape could tell me the same thing too because he'd be like oh did you get friendship with every single person in town and i'll be like Concerned, Dave, can we have a t- discussion about that, first of all? Um, number one, I think that's a very boring mechanic, and we need to fix that. But also, who cares? And also, the Pelican Town people are terrible, and we don't want to be friends with them. Oh, now you're... St- don't start this damn rumor. <laughs> it's not a rumor. It's a fact of life. It's God damn it. You know what game I played the other day, actually? What game did um, you play? So, do you remember back in the day I played a game called Beat Cop? Mm-hmm. So that's by. This was uh, right after PAX East last year, if I remember correctly. Last year, yeah, and it was yeah. by a company called Eleven Bit Studios. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're super nice, super mm-hmm. nice. So I want to go back to their booth again this year at PAX to see what other games they have coming out. Mm-hmm. And they have their, they have like three big games right now that are coming out. One of them is called um, Frostpunk. Okay. Which everyone and their mother is playing now. And this was always the game that I was never interested in. Yeah. Like Dan's Gaming is playing this and all these other ones. And it's like a survival, like manager kind of game. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a strategy. I don't know. It's kind of cool. You're like um, you're like a colony of people who are placed okay. in like um, a snow, like Antarctica kind of place. Mm-hmm. And the only thing to help you survive is a generator that makes heat. <laughs> Oh, I think I've seen this. Yeah, so you have to like expand your colony and like I make play sure people this don't die. Right now. It's a cool game. It looks very cool, but I was never interested in it. Of course, that's the one that becomes popular. It's the one I'm not yeah, interested right. in. Um, so yeah, um, but 11-Bit Games sent me two keys for their new upcoming games, mm-hmm. which I was super hyped about. At Paxis, they were showing Moonlighter, okay. which was also at Paxis last year, but... um. It's this really cool game. It's like a weird mix. It's uh, first of all, it's like a beautiful looking game because it's mm-hmm. like a you know, pixel art kind of esque. It's like a, it's like a Stardew Valley mixed with a Binding of Isaac mixed with a Zelda. 
Yeah, it looks gorgeous. And it's like a dungeon hunter RPG game mm-hmm. where like you go into the dungeon, you collect loot, then you go back to your town and then you're a shopkeeper and you sell the loot. Okay. And then it's like upgrading all the stuff. So it was a preview build, so I wasn't able to beat the whole game, but I beat the boss, like one of the main bosses and like mm-hmm. it was it was really really fun. It was really it fun. It looks really cool. Yeah, and they're just like super nice people. And then I um I also checked out a PAX, uh it's called Children of Morta, I think, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is like almost the same thing, but I think it's only a dungeon like hunter kind of game. Okay. Um and that's very cool too. The art on that is beautiful. Um But yeah, I was never interested in Frostpunk because it wasn't like their other games, I guess. And yeah. I was so obsessed with like their pixel art kind of beautiful stuff. So yeah, it's I don't know. Like, it was actually kind of interesting. Yeah, the art is vastly different between like um Moon it's Moonlighter, right? Yeah, Moonlighter, yeah, Moonlighter. and and the other game, like, yeah, because like, Moonlighter has, like, the gorgeous, like, pixel arty. It's, I'm trying, it reminds me, the art style reminds me of another game, and I can't put my finger on it. Um, Like, just, like, like the color profiles and, like, the way, because it's, like, it's not Stardew Valley. Like, it's not pixely enough to be Stardew Valley. It looks um, like a, like a, like an SNES game or, like, a. Yeah. Mm, I, I get what you mean. But the, it, yeah, it looks like something, and I can't put my finger on it. It's like a pixelated uh, Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say maybe it's something like that, maybe. Yeah. So no, it looks really cool. It looks really, really cool. I think I might have yeah. to try this out. Last yeah. thing I need is more games on my list of stuff to play. I know. <laughs> like, I know. Oh. Yeah. This no, this looks really, really cool. I would love to have this on the Switch. It is coming out to this on the Switch. No way. Shut up. Really? It is. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. There we go. I'm put this, ah, this is coming with me everywhere. I'm playing so much <laughs> of this on the Switch. Gabala was talking about, oh, my God, Skanky, should I get this on PC or should I get this um, on the Switch? And I was like, I think this game would be beautiful on a Switch. Like, yeah, I, I think, think this it, would be perfect on a Switch. I it's really a do. Per- I feel like it's a perfect game for for the Switch. And then I someone really was like, do. just get it on both. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, that too. <laughs> <laughs> that's like oh an M-Call answer. That is, that is an M-Call Just get answer. it on both. That's so true. It's so true. I'm surprised I wasn't the one that said it. Like um, like when, when Gabla, Gabla messaged me to see if she should get uh, NYXL jersey. And, she was, uh-huh. and I was just like, yeah. <laughs> like one hundred percent. Yeah. She she's like she's like no, but like Skinky said like maybe I should. And I was like no, just do it. Like I think it's a great decision. <laughs> like don't don't listen to him. <laughs> like, <laughs> just go go go. go I think go she literally this. was like, hey, I'm gonna ask M Cole about this, and I was I I told her like, yeah, well M Cole's of course gonna say you should get it. Like, <laughs> That's true. Pretty sure so, I said that. But so you know what the the best part about that is that she had already made up her mind before she asked me because asking me was just the ver- the reinforcement that she needed right like she yeah, she knew like yeah. you did that like asking me is like oh yes of course you should get an NYXL jersey so, yeah yeah of course of course of course obviously so, yeah no but they're 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 rocking it in the Overwatch League right now my my beautiful New York they're they're great I might have to move to that to that that state. I think that'd be a really good idea. Yeah. It's going to be tough whenever Chicago gets a team and then I have to like switch. No, you'll be rooting for New York still. I probably will. See? 
Exactly. You better. I, I can't. You well, better root I, for New York. Uh, I don't know. The foolish roots for Bo- Boston. So, Boston. Uh, Boston. Boston. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bastion. Bastion. Um, he yeah. roots for Bastion. It's just Bastion. Any anytime he's played, that's the character he roots for. He doesn't care about teams. He just just roots for Bastion. <laughs> Whoever plays Bastion, they're like, my I, team. Exactly. They're my team. I love them. They're great. If Bastion's on both teams, then we have a situation. <laughs> Yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, you know, I'm a little jealous that you get to hang out with Foolish whenever you want. And well, I, I don't, I I don't mean, really he, appreciate that, you know? He's, he still has to, like, agree to hang out with me. So it's not whatever I want. Oh, no, no, no. No. No, it doesn't work like, like that. It's not, like, on demand. I just... <laughs> no, it's on demand. I mean, sometimes... Yeah, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hang Foolish, out with me! Foolish is Foolish great. Is like, I, we sent you uh, a snap of him with the with the pizza... I everything. saw that. I was a little yeah. jealous. Yeah, no, it's it's foolish. He's a, he's a great guy. He's yeah, because awesome. you get to get you just oh, I mean, what's up with that? You get to have pizza with foolish and hang out with them, and I mean that's just not cool, personally. So little... let's let's rewind it a bit. I forget to hang out foolish. Um, so we uh, I went out, I went hang out with foolish on Friday night, and K Dig and um some other people, and. We uh we went to one of the barcades in Chicago, one of my more like ones I like a lot more, um, Logan Arcade slash Logan Hardware. Um and it's one of the better ones. Like a lot of them feel very bro-y type thing. Like it's just I don't know, they don't they're not as fun. This one's much more like laid back and has higher quality machines. Um it has lots of pinball. So I like to go there a lot. And we were playing um me, Foolish, and everyone else, we were taking turns playing the Jurassic Park game where you sit in it and it's like you have the guns and like you ride around through like Jurassic Park and shoot the dinosaurs. And that was so much fun. I don't know how many quarters we put into that machine. I'm kind of terrified. We probably, my guess is between like the four of us, we probably spent $50 on this Jurassic Park game. Oh my God. It's, it was like, yeah, it was crazy. And then they also had another one right next to it that was the Walking Dead themed. And so you had like a crossbow and it's like two persons. So you're sitting next to each other with like the big mounted like crossbow weapons um, and shooting the various zombies. And it was, it was just perfect. Like, it, I love the barcade concept so much because like you get to like hang out with friends and just play these games and have a great time and be able to walk up to the bar and get beer. And also it's genius, genius for anyone that owns a barcade in my opinion, because as the people drink more, they're just throwing more and more quarters into the machine. I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, they, it's, they don't it's even a perfect realize. idea. Yeah. Um, and then the last one, and I've talked about this before, I think on stream, I don't think I've ever brought it up on the podcast. Um, there's another game that they have there that is, Really, really cool, and but it's not widely available. I think it's only in a few places called Killer Queen. And Killer Queen is a 5v5 arcade cabinet. So on one side, you have five like joysticks and buttons. And on the other side, you have five joysticks and buttons. And so orange v blue. Um, and it is an incredible amount of fun it's it's basically like a platformer um all 2d pixel art platformer where you have multiple ways to win um like one of the ways is you collect these berries and you bring like the berries from wherever they are on the map to like a collection zone um another way is there's a snail on the map that you move the snail to one or the other side um and then the third way is a military victory where you kill their queen um and so you can have military 
uh, troops, like you take on different roles um, to play. It's I really strongly recommend people look up uh, Killer Queen online to watch some of the video gameplay of this. It is incredible amount of fun and the nice thing is is that there's like a hardcore group of people that play it very often and they're very welcoming of new people because they want other people to play this game and so we're at logan hardware and we walked over to the machine and they're just instantly like do you guys want to play like there's like four of you um just hop on over and play we need people and we played and i think we played that game for like an hour with like these random strangers it was an incredible amount of fun they have like a league night for that game on wednesday nights um it is really really night? really that serious yeah yeah holy shit wow yeah so it's really it's really cool and one nice thing about it and the reason why i think it's just that that game is something special i wish that it was available in more places because it's a really just cool experience um but another thing that it has is there's a projector on the top of the arcade cabinet projecting up on the wall so other people can watch and like it does have like a spectator type aspect to it right it's fun to watch these two teams of five people battle it out and see them like the ebb and flow of the gameplay um and so it's just i don't know it's a really really cool thing and i wish more people had these killer queen arcade cabinets um in various locations because it is it is an incredible amount of fun playing that game damn so you're gonna be like a, a professional soon maybe 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 it's all do with my wednesday nights do killer queen tournament play irl stream Get, oh, that'd be so awesome. That'd be so awesome. You know what? One other thing that um, that Foolish brought up that night is the... Have you ever heard of the game Tapper? No. Jake Tapper? No, no, no. I don't, who's, <laughs> who's Jake Tapper? He's the CNN correspondent. Oh, oh yeah. I was like, that sounds familiar. I'm like, why yeah. can I not place the name? Jake. You know. um, no, so Tapper is this game. I believe it came out in 89 because we looked up the Wikipedia, if I remember. Um, and it is it was Budweiser sponsored and you play a bartender that moves between like four or five different bar areas and you basically pour beers and they slide across the screen to pass to the customers and you like they move off the screen and it's like okay. fully Budweiser branded. It's got little Budweiser like taps on it that you pull as like the controller type thing. Um and it is one of my favorite games. If I could, I would buy an original Tapper cabinet to like put in my living room. Um, <laughs> I love this game. But the best part is, is that like so Logan Arcade has one of these, and so every time um, someone new goes there, like one of the first things I want to do is I want to go play Tapper with them, just to like start off the night. Like we're gonna go over here, we're gonna play Tapper, you know, one on one, and then we're gonna continue on. We'll play all the other stuff and have beer and have a great time. Um, and so me and Foolish were playing this. He's like, Oh my god, we should totally stream this. I was like that would be amazing. So that would be fun. I, I maybe one day we'll try and get someone with like a little like one of those steady cam things and hold up the phone, the phone of the Twitch app, streaming me and Foolish playing Tapper in this bar. But All right. So was... when I visit Chicago, I'll hold the camera for you. No, no. Oh no. Because what did I just say? The first time someone walks in there, they have to play it with me. You can't. Foolish will be the cameraman, and then you and I are playing Tapper. It's going to be great. Wait. So I'm going to be Jake Tapper. Yes, you'll be Jake Tapper. I'll be CNN. Wait, does that mean I work for you or? I'm trying to figure out a way to move on to another topic without <laughs> you thinking too much about this. So there was this Twitter, um, this Twitter list, <laughs> listicle meme thing going on. 
that I figured since we've talked about video games for like the last hour and a half, we could just uh-huh. we could just we could move into this nicely, and then while we do this, I'll think of a food finish, and we can roll, okay. wrap up the sounds the thing. great. Um, so on Twitter, people were talking about their four most influential games. Um, not even necessarily your four favorite games, but the four games that you say would say are most influential for you. Um, and I think it would be cool if we ran through the four for our uh, for us. Wow. Okay. And I can start okay. with this if you if you want to take a few minutes. Yeah, to think yeah. You through. you start. I'm gonna All I'm right. gonna think through this one. All right. So <clears throat> I'm gonna name my four games, and then I'm gonna go into like each one of why I would say that it's an influential game for me. Um, okay. So the first one I is Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Um, okay. Second one is Journey. Third one is Mass Effect Two. And the fourth one, or you could say the end of Mass Effect 1, beginning of Mass Effect 2. Um, and then the fourth one is RimWorld. And RimWorld for all the reasons that we just said. Um, but for the other ones, like, so Ocarina of Time is definitely number one because I'd say, like, and I've said this before on the podcast, like, that is, like, foundation video game for me. Um, first of all, amazing game. But, like, second of all, it's, like, like the first game that I ever actually beat all the way through. And so, like, I have that sense of accomplishment. And I still, to this day, remember so many different aspects of playing that game and so i feel like it then impacted a lot of what i play and what i enjoy later uh, especially like puzzle games and stuff like that um like the water temple it's what i think is funny is like experiencing something on my own and then years later reading about it and seeing that other people like in the general overall like population had the same feeling so like my intense frustration going through the water temple in ocarina of time um and everyone else is like that that dungeon was just a giant pain in the ass uh-huh. um my second one is Journey, and that one I would say is most influential, one of the most influential for me, because I that's the game that got me back into video games. Um, so I bought a PS4 and a PS3 at the same time when Destiny came out on PS4, um, and I bought a PS3 so I could play Journey. Then I realized how much I love video games again and have been playing ever games ever since then. So whenever Destiny 1 came out on PS4, I bought Journey on PS3 like two months before that. Um, and that's when I kind of got back into video games. Um, Mass Effect 2 is, I would say, it's like the first game that when I streamed, like actually started to have people that came to hang, hang out. And a lot of those that I still get to hang out with to this day. Um, and so like that was hugely influential because with the whole community aspect and Twitch aspect, like Mass Effect is where that really started to like shine through um, when I played that game. And then the last one is RimWorld because just the amount of stories and fun great times that come out of that game and just like like it's just it's great that like even when we were out with foolish on friday and katie was there there was other people there that i've never seen my twitch stream and just Dig telling stories about when I was playing RimWorld with the rhinos and all that kind of stuff. It's great to see other people like engrossed in that conversation and just uh-huh. like they don't even watch Twitch, but him telling that story, they're like thinking like this is awesome, this is amazing. Um, yeah. And so RimWorld was just hugely influential in that aspect. Oh, so. that's a good list. Thank you. Okay, I got mine. All right. Let's all right. It. Number one is. Um, uh, Goldeneye for yes. N64. Yes, that's a great which was one. My first uh, first-person shooter mm-hmm. that I ever played. Um, and I just have a lot of memories on the N64 mm-hmm. playing that, and multiplayer too on that. Well, like co-op, co-op mm-hmm. multiplayer. 
uh, a lot of like really cool memories with that. That was like a very, I guess, a very influential game for like the beginning of like my life, I guess. Yeah. Um, the next one is Animal Crossing for GameCube. Oh, okay. I played the crap out of that game, and I still owe fucking Mr. Nook like <laughs> two million bells in debt, and I never yes. beat it. Uh, but that was like my first introduction to that kind of like social simulator game, you know, mm -hmm. life simulation. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember also playing that a lot on the GameCube with my friends. Yeah. Where like I would go to their houses and you could visit people's uh, memory cards. Mm -hmm. Like you could take a train to their memory card, which I thought was like the coolest thing ever. That is such a cool um, mechanic. Yeah, I loved that. So that was like one of my, and my brother and me used to share a memory card, I remember, for that. Mm -hmm. And one time I took the memory card to my friend's house and he got really pissed at me because he's like, what if you lost it? Then I would have lost my save. And I was like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, I love that. <laughs> my third game is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, mm -hmm. which uh, was not my first Call of Duty, but I think it was my most... It was the most influential for me where I like I started playing Call of Duty more often after mm -hmm. that game. Uh, I played Call of Duty 4 like a little bit, but it wasn't my main game for like I didn't play it, it I, like as much as other people did. Mm -hmm. uh, I really like started legitimately playing Modern Warfare 2 uh, as like my my main one. Uh, and I played that shit for a really long time. <laughs> nice. uh, that was my first like introduction to playing multiplayer with friends from like my school and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and joining that kind of whole video game thing with them. So mm -hmm. that was kind of cool. That's and cool. I still remember the first time I ever played that game, too, which was ridiculous. Nice. Um, and then my last game, Stardew Valley, because what? that's what I started my stream on, and that's where the streaming comes into play and uh, community building and all that stuff. I all think about that when I think of Stardew. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very cool. That's yeah. awesome. I great list. Great list. Right? Pretty I good think list. I think I would have looking, or if you would, if you were to ask me to guess the ones on your list, I think I could have come up with the last two. The first two, I definitely would not have come up with Animal Crossing at all. Um, really? Oh. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think I could have come up with that one. Um, and the first one, I didn't even, I didn't even think of Goldeneye. Like in Heinz, like after you've said it, like it's so obvious. Um, but without, without having you said it, like I don't think I would have thought of that one. So Goldeneye yeah, is so good. It's such a good game, and like, yeah. I I still find enjoyment in it in some mm -hmm. way. Yeah, because of like the like when they came out with um they came out with a GoldenEye multiplayer mm -hmm. mod mm -hmm. that I played on PC once on stream, and it was so much fun. Yeah, like it was so, so cool. cool, uh to to do it again. So yeah, yeah. I, it's such an influential game for me. Yeah, it's another thing that's kind of interesting if you look at it. Um, both of us have. N64 games on our most influential list, which is, is true, which is kind of interesting because the N64 was at the time kind of regarded as a little bit of a flop and definitely not nearly as successful as the PlayStation. Um, and so it, when you look back at it, like the quality of titles that were on the N64, um, there was they, there was just so many good games or at least not even so many, but like the games that were on it were just so incredibly good. Um, like between GoldenEye, Ocarina of Time, Mario 64, like it was it was it brought a lot to gaming history, in my opinion. There were a lot of amazing games on the N64. Mm -hmm. um, I like I remember Mario uh, Super Mario 64 was amazing. Yeah. No, Love that so, game too. Yes, yes, that was that was that was awesome. That was so good. 
It was so good. So, oh, Nintendo, Nintendo, they got a, they got some good shit. So they got their shit together. That, that they, it, I feel like they finally actually have it together after a period of dark years out there. So, um, yeah, yeah, maybe the Wii U wasn't the best decision, but um, no, I don't think so. I think it was, <laughs> I think it might have been a little bit, uh, yeah. The Switch helped. The Switch helped. The Switch is clearly what they wanted the Wii U to be. Like I think so. Like the Wii U is like this weird intermediate step where it's like they can't pull off the Switch, but they need something to come after the Wii. And so it's like then we got the Wii U. Um but yeah, no, it's uh it's it's interesting. It was the concept. It the, was. the pre-concept for the switch. Yeah, yeah. No, I would say I think that I think I think that's a that's a that's a good call. So anyways, but um Skinky. Yeah. I've been spending this entire time thinking of a food finish. Oh, food finish? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Do you have any plans, any ideas, or no? I, I think I think I have one, but I think we've covered it before. What, um, what is it? Have we talked about what you put in what you would like to always have what what is your go-to order for a burrito oh i think we've talked about this before oh, see that I'm, I'm done i'm completely okay then I got oh my one. god okay go what is your favorite chip oh have we not talked about this before i'm pretty sure we have not because i don't know what the answer is uh okay, so my favorite chip, like a potato chip, you mean? Yeah, any 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 type. It could be a potato potato. It could be a tor- uh, corn chip. Potato. It could be potato chip. Well, I love put tortilla chips. Those are d- bad badass. Just like standard not, tortilla. Yeah, like a standard tortilla chip. But I'm also like you know me and me and potato chips. I don't eat potato chips very much, mm-hmm. and I was never a super big fan of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I were to choose, uh, I have two favorite potato chips: okay. sour cream and onion. Okay. And salt and vinegar. Oh, okay. Interesting. The problem with the salt and vinegar ones, though, is they always make you so thirsty. Yeah. Um, but I just like I like the the combat the combative flavors. Yeah, of salt yeah, and vinegar. Yeah. You know, I, I think like I'm that. Get some salt and vinegar. I don't know the last time I had salt and vinegar chips. They're is just there, such an interesting combination. Is there a brand of salt and vinegar chips that you really like? I think I get the Lay's one. Okay. Maybe I'll, I'll maybe I'll grab some of those. I have to grab a few things at the grocery store after after podcast. So maybe I'll grab a bag. I'll follow up with yeah, you. Let you know I'm how it goes. To... I think it's the Lay's ones. Yeah, I mean they're they're good. I don't I don't I haven't had them in a long time. I don't. I, yeah, I really don't eat potato chips that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, yeah, they're pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. How about you? Uh, so, I think my I would say my favorite go to chip has to probably be the ruffles sour cream and cheddar oh wow that's 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 insane i don't know why there's something about that chip that like i just crave um and i hated it for a very long time like i did not like that chip and then something changed and now i'd say it like ranks in like if not my number one it's definitely like my top three um I like that one. Uh, I feel like I, other than that, I tend to like the corn chips more than like a potato chip. So like, I think I would always rather grab like Doritos or a Frito, like I are grabbing like Fritos if I was going to grab it. So I say like, if it isn't sour cream and cheddar or Ruffles, then it's probably just plain Fritos. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We're mi- mixing it up here. We're going going somewhere crazy. No, I, I'm into it. I like so, it. Yeah. No, it's great. I mean, I don't eat a lot of chips, but like. 
I'm a huge fan of sandwiches, and sometimes it's just like such a perfect combo. Like, get a sandwich and get like a nice sub from like a good deli and like a bag of chips, and like you're good to go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Totally. Yeah, I feel like having. Do you like putting chips in your sandwiches? I don't think I've ever done that. Dude, let me tell you something. You get a sandwich, mm. salt and vinegar chips, you put them in there, smush it all down, enjoy. Oh my God, I think I'm, maybe I'll do that. I'm, maybe I'll grab a sandwich when I go grocery shopping and grab the salt and vinegar chips. And then, uh-huh. Oh. Put them in there, man. You're, you're going to change your life. I think, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I cannot, cannot wait to report back. So it's going <laughs> to be a good one. All right, guys. That's been another episode of Shenantics. New episodes go live bright and early Monday morning, just in time for your workday, school day. Maybe you can listen to it when you order a sandwich at lunch or when you're playing your most influential video games at night. You can find the podcast anywhere you find podcasts, including the iTunes Store and Google Play Store at our website at shenantics.rocks. If you have any time, any fair spare minutes or anything else and you really do love us then leave us a rating and review on the itunes store it does help so that other people can find and listen to the podcast if you have any comments or questions you can send us a tweet at twitter.com shenanticspod or an email at shenanticspodcast at gmail.com if you want to join the discussion we have a discord server with an awesome shenantics room head over to shenantics.rocks slash about and click the beautiful invite link and you can hang out with all the cool people that are there every Every single day chatting about all the cool stuff in life, including video games and food. Skanky, where can they find you on the internet? They can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash skanky, S-K-X-N-K-Y, and on Twitter at iSkanky, I-S-K-A-N-K-Y, M-Cole, where can they find you on the internet? I am on Twitch at twitch.tv slash mcole underscore M-C-U-L with the underscore symbol and on Twitter at twitter.com slash mcole underscore. I think that's it. I think we did it. I think we, we survived. Got it. We did it. Including a random 10 minutes of silence that Skinky has to cut out of the middle. <laughs> so, they would have never known. I know, but I feel guilty. I feel like I can't hide <laughs> things from them. <laughs> okay, goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>